Welcome to Real Talk with RJ and Matt. Join us each week as we break down merch by Amazon and print on demand with some of the top sellers on the platform. Learn from some of the best as we test theories and examine strategies to give you the tools and knowledge to find success in this industry. This podcast is sponsored by Merch Informer. Take your merch game to the next level by finding untapped niches and high sales volume keywords. Save hundreds of research hours by heading over to MerchInformer.com and grab a free three-day trial today. Links in the description below. Well, dude, are, is this like a show where you're supposed to like drink something interesting on on the, on air or something? Because I, I brought one of my favorite beers. It's called Finder. Uh, you know, and in my old age, you know, my my wise old age, I find that I only drink Tall Boys, and it has to be at least eight percent, no, at least seven percent. I think these are sevens. If it's less than seven, I'm kind of like you feel eh. like you're not getting the mileage out of it. I'm kind of a bang for your buck kind of guy. Like I don't, I don't drink by myself, right? If I was right. on, the, if I was on a show by myself, I wouldn't drink a beer. But you know, I'm on with you guys. You know, my my neighbors over. You know, we're gonna hang out after the show, and you know, I'm definitely a social drinker. But man, I ain't interested in drinking those three point fives and four point twos. Right. Um, none of that. None of that. Yeah, I norm. I normally am uh, am drinking something, but uh, right now it's just coffee. It's been a long long day here. Well, I'm going to drink it in this okay. special glass so we can tie this all together with merch. Perfect. Uh, this is happy 18th anniversary to my wife. Um, my wife and I have not been married 18 years. We've been married for 13 <laughs> years. Um, so the uh, the guys from Printtech, Printtech. do that, that, uh, that customization that sent me a whole box. And actually, I mean, they should send you guys a whole box. Because um, I don't know if you guys have hooked up with them yet. Because they they certainly we have them. We need to get them on the show. Yeah, get get them on the show. Like get it, your own affiliate code for their their apps, and it, it's really a, mm-hmm. this is one of the, the great things. You know, to get to go back because I don't I definitely don't think we need to do an introduction like who is this Chris Green guy? You either know who I am or you don't care. <laughs> um, but going way back to the scam power days when I taught people how to do FBA, you know, I didn't p- teach people how to scam barcodes. I taught people how to make money with Amazon. If they want to use our apps, that was great. And I used that. I, I coined the term which. I think people started using a little bit now, education marketing, right? Mm-hmm. It's not content marketing, which a lot of people think of. I'm going to put like, Neil Asin is a great example of someone who makes great content marketing. He writes these blog posts and people go to his, his website for information. And while they're there, you know, he gets some brand awareness for his merchant former stuff. Uh, so with education marketing, you know, to bring it back to print tech, you can just teach people how to set up their own sites, teach people how to make money with Amazon, with drop ship, print on demand, customizable products. That's all you're doing. You're just teaching people how to make money on, on Amazon. And if they want to sign up for these apps to make it really easy, they can use your affiliate link and then you're going to get uh, a cut on all the orders that, that come through those those customers. So it, it makes it really fun. It's very low pressure. You're basically just teaching people how to make money on the Internet. Which actually, is everybody, right? That's right. what everybody wants to do. It actually works out for me too, because I'm I'm getting rid of our uh, our print on demand printful. Uh, that's who we're using now with Etsy, and they just they've dropped the ball for us a bunch in the last couple of weeks. So I'm I'm looking for a new uh, supplier. So I need I do need to talk to them. It's on yeah, the I'll get you list. connected. Uh, okay. You know they're they're big players, and they're going to be at the at the merch conference in Seattle. Yeah, I saw that. Um, you know they're gonna they're gonna be sponsoring. So they sent me the whole box. You know the, where this glass came from. So I don't know. This was a misprint. Or, or whatever it was. I mean, clearly they didn't make it for me. Uh, but, you know, I kept it. I washed it. And uh, now it's my beer glass for my uh, my Finders 7.0 Tallboy, which is, these are actually the lowest. Seven is the lowest we'll get. We, we typically have eights, nines, tens. I got some 19 eights. I mean, it's that's, a, that's a strong beer that's coming strong in. That's a strong beer. Well, I'm not going to let you drink it's a like, long, Chris. Just let's drink go. one beer, right? Like that's just one 12-ounce, 20% beer is, uh, is really, you know, that can be all you need. 
Especially if you drink after working out like RJ does. Uh, <laughs> let me uh, uh, let me go let me go grab a beer. I'm not gonna let you drink alone, Chris. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna wait for you, dude. This is this is what it looks like. Now. So RJ, you know why all are, are typically American beers, you know, up through like the seventies and eighties, like the Budweisers and the Coors and the and the Miller, why they're so uh, weak? Why they're they're typically like water, right? They're like you know, mm-hmm. under five percent, under four percent alcohol. Why? Because the there's a lot of Germans who came over, uh, <laughs> and they were brewing the beer, and they wanted clear. The beer had to be like not clear, uh, uh, transparent. Right. Yeah. No foggy, no sediment. Like you had to see through it nice and crisp and clear, be able to see through the beer. Uh, and they were obsessed with that. And they would they, it had to be clear, even if it had lower alcohol content. Um, and that's why that's what you see with all those other other beers. But now lately, with all the rise of the craft beer and, and all these other small, t- you know, Bud Light makes a Bud Light orange where I swear it looks like like uh, there you got tall boys. Good. It looks like orange soda. Right, like you could not get away with that in the '70s, yeah. right? Like literally, no one would buy it. You would be shamed. You'd be beaten up by your friends if you dared buy orange soda Budweiser. And now we've got Bud Light, Arita. We got all this different variety, uh, and people are, I think, happy and thankful for the choice that we have. And There's we have a... to tie it back to Amazon. Mm-hmm. We have choice right now with Amazon, mm-hmm. right? So many different hustles that you have, you know, with Amazon. Um, I mean, with with your nickname, RJ. Is that your nickname, RJ Hustle, or just your email, just your website, and all this other stuff? Just your hashtag. Hashtag. Just branding. <laughs> your personal Hustles. branding, which yeah. we could also talk about. We got some branding experts coming to Seattle. Uh, there's just so much going on. There's so much opportunity. And it's, it's something I've been a little obsessed with lately because I think people get hung up, not hung up, but they get overwhelmed with the choice of hustles. Yeah. So, like, should I do merch? Or I heard about. I heard about this, and like I like what RJ's doing, and maybe I should start a YouTube channel. And you're like, whoa, whoa slow, slow yeah. down a little bit, all right? Because you can really only do so many things well before you start doing a bunch of things poorly. You know what I mean? So I like to think that 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 I and, and you guys and some of the other people who have, have podcasts and, and videos that we can help people who want to do a, a side hustle or turn it into a full time hustle, kind of get them on the right path. You know, get them you know doing something that they're both going to enjoy and will be able to make some money with. Because if, if you're not, if, if you're either having fun but not making any money or you're making money and it's like it just tears you, like you just hate every minute of it, it's not going to be a, a long-term thing. you got to have some kind of balance in there. Yeah, Correct. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's something we've been talking about a lot um, recently, too, is because there's so many opportunities, right? Like so many different ways you can make money. Um, and if you try and grab everything, you're not going to get anything done. Exactly. And the opportunity cost is, I think, something that people really need yeah. to think about. The opportunity cost of pursuing merch is not pursuing private label or not pursuing uh, growing a YouTube channel or not pursuing building a Facebook group. So you got to kind of figure out which ones are the ones that make the most sense. Don't just do one, right? You do have to like do, do more than one. Like you have, you have to like have the, the hustle to, uh, to be able to balance more than one project because different people are on different platforms, right? A lot of people, I'm, I'm heavy on Facebook, mm-hmm. right? I need, I know I need to spend more time on YouTube. I'm weak on Instagram. I'm basically non-existent on Twitter. Right. So you need to be able to like self-identify as well. So you know where you're weak and you can admit it. Like, I don't mind admitting that I'm so weak on, on Twitter and Instagram because I know I need to get better there instead of lying to myself and being like, oh, yeah, I'm killing it on Instagram. Like, no, I'm not. Like, absolutely <laughs> not a soul on the planet would say I'm doing well on Instagram. But it's because I'm not putting in the time. 
Right. So, David, your son, I saw that you made a post about the Fortnite case for the the Galaxy. Is he yeah. doing anything on Twitch? Uh, I he was streaming on YouTube. So mm -hmm. he's uploaded some videos. He's learned to edit. So he's recorded a bunch of gameplay and he's edited it down. Um, and he's done done some stuff on YouTube. Now we have streamed on Twitch together, um, but he hasn't really launched his own channel there. But I did buy him uh, a Udemy course put together by Ninja, who I'm assuming you guys mm -hmm. have heard of, um, which is a hundred dollar course on sale for like fifteen bucks, right? Like nice. a good deal. And uh, and he's excited to watch this, and it's specifically about growing a Twitch channel for streaming. And I, I tell both my kids, they're they're eleven and nine. I say, if you want to get, and they both like me to buy them stuff, right? Like all kids do. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, do you want to trick me into buying you something? Make it about learning something, or making something, or creating something. Don't tell me you want to. You want me to buy you a, a movie that you're gonna watch one time and never watch again. Trick me into buying you a course by your favorite, you know, online streamer. Done. Trick me into buying a book from Amazon that you're going to read and increase your vocabulary and learn more spelling. Done. Right? Like, trick me. I tell them to their yeah. face. Trick me into buying stuff. You want to learn how to make something? You want to learn how to code? You want to learn how to build? Like, you can trick me into buying you Lego all day long, as long as you actually build it. You don't just want the shiny box. When you get home, you don't care about it, right? <laughs> Make, making and creating and, and building and learning all these things. I mean, I, I try to be very conscious as, as a parent. You know, that's those, in my opinion, of course, but I mean, there's a lot of evidence that I'm 100% right on this. Uh, that's the future. Those will be the most valuable skills in the future, right? And they're incredibly valuable now, but most people our ages, like plus or minus 10 years, were not taught that. No. They were taught get a job. They were taught, uh, you know, get a degree. Uh, they weren't taught, you know, if you like showed all this interest in, in making things and, and all this, you know, it was kind of put down or certainly wasn't encouraged as much. And, you know, and I, I empathize and I don't fault any parents for not doing that. Like times have changed. So as long as you change with the times and you're aware that, wait a minute, like there's going to be a lot more robotics and, and automation in the future. So you know, my kid needs to be able to learn how to fix robots or build robots or program robots and not do things that the robots are going to do. Right. right. Like, like just don't fool yourself. Like, like you can see with, the future is not going to come like that. It's going to come gradually and slowly. So as you see these things changing, you need to adjust your thinking and it's not a very normal human thing to change your thinking as you grow up. Yeah, for right? sure. I mean, you Especially once you're an adult and you, you grow up even more. Not, not typical. Like it has, it takes an active, uh, an active choice to say, you know what, that we need to change. You know, right. I mean, I think that's what a lot of people struggle with in these Facebook groups, right? Like when they first come into merch, or they come into e-commerce, they come into Amazon. Like they, their way of thinking is not about like how do I make money in e-commerce, right? Like it requires a radical shift to actually have to go out there and figure out this information on your own, take all this stuff, incorporate it, because it's a lot of information when you first start out and figure out how it all works together in all these pieces, whether it's merch, whether it's RA, whether it's, you know, private label. It's just, it's a ton of stuff. Um, Look how merch has changed in the, I mean, we're coming up on the three, does it, does it really seem like that? Three year anniversary for merch mm -hmm. by Amazon. It's changed, you know, in, immensely, you know, since that's happened. Uh, and, and you got to change with it, but it's not a, you know, and I'm probably like guilty of some of the, you know, sensationalist type of marketing that's out there to say, look, all you got to do is upload a design and now it's on Amazon and people are going to be able to buy it. And that, that is true. Right. But you're also going to succeed more if you have a, a YouTube channel or if you have some kind of social media presence, or if you have, if you understand how to do, you know, paid advertising and content marketing, like, yeah, there are other things to it. So you can't be like so narrowly focused, you know, even if you're changing along with the platform, uh, and, and not, you know, incorporate some of these other things. I mean, we didn't have AMS, 
when this started and then we had backdoor AMS and then that was taken away from us mm-hmm. and now it's coming back like just that one part alone would drive so many people crazy so if, if you're not of that kind of entrepreneur mindset of you know I'm, I realize we're on the cutting edge uh, you know we're, we're dealing with things that, that might be held together literally by duct tape and chicken wire those are words that come from Amazon where they're like it's literally don't Miguel's touch words. anything like yeah. literally it will fall apart if you log in from the wrong website <laughs> like it, the whole thing will crash you got to be okay with that. I mean, Ken Real, you guys know, um, yeah. he was in some beta programs. And because he's in the beta programs, when the regular program rolls out, he's not in it because his account is like tied up in some beta stuff, right? So he's like, what? how come now everybody has it? And now me, the beta guy, doesn't have it. And I'm like, that's just part of being beta, right? That's part of being early to, on something. Yeah, stuff. 100%. I talked to Ken last night about some pop sockets, and he's like, I have no idea what I have sold. Like I've been in the beta. I haven't got reporting for two months because they don't know where it's at. And you got to roll with it, right? You can't complain, right? You guys have more sales than than Ken does. He's been in it from the beginning. He's got thousands and thousands. He's sold thousands and thousands. (laughs) But you got to just roll with it and trust Amazon, trust the process, and and you know where it's going. But you you have to put up with the bumps on the way there. 100%. So – to bring it all back together, kind of where we started, um, and this is one of the things that I'm really excited about with the merch conferences. There's people there that are not necessarily just like merch people, right? Like there's a lot of people there where you can learn things that I think you can apply, whether it's merch, private label, or whatever. It all kind of feeds back into it, but like ways for you to build your business outside of just upload a fucking shirt to merch and hope that it sells. Yeah, I think just making people, and I don't want to say make, we're not trying to make anybody do anything, but you know, showing them. Uh, a YouTube marketer or someone who's a, an expert at YouTube become, who comes in and understands merch, right? Because understanding merch is very simple. It's literally a 12 second explanation, right? Of what merch is, but how to use it and how to incorporate it with other platforms. That's that's where the money is, right? The how and the why. And this is the exact same thing I did with FBA. What is FBA? Literally a 10 second explanation. It's not complicated. How do you use it? Why does it matter? Th- that's the explanation. That's when you understand that. Now you can apply it and say, oh, I get it. I get it. I, now I need, I'm going to do this. I'm going to Ooh, if I tie in like this, that, that's that's like the kind of the ideas that we want to go through people's heads. So we've got YouTube marketers. We've got Facebook marketers. And these, like, these are top-tier guys, right? Mm-hmm. These are people who are doing it, who know exactly what's going on. And when I explain merch to them, they're like, what? On-demand product pages that when they sell, you get money? <laughs> my, my YouTube audience is going to eat that up. Or I know these influencers who are, like, struggling to make money. And there are so many. There are so many influencers who I can prove are absolutely terrible at monetization. I mean, to give you a real world, yeah, give you a real world example. Somebody reached out to me because of my YouTube videos last two weeks ago. Um, they have four different channels. Between the four different channels, they have over six million subscribers, mm. and they're hitting me up, going, "Okay, so how does this merch thing work? How do I use this to make money?" I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like, let's talk. <laughs> Come on." But dude, you want to help her. Like, it's almost like, dude, let yeah. me help you. This is yes. like you you have everything in your hand. Like, building the audience is the hard part. Providing some kind of value where people will pay attention, will give you their time. So for everybody here right now, like we are so thankful that you are you're watching, whether you're on live or replay, you are giving us your time. All three of us here, you're giving us your time. That's hard to do. You can start a YouTube channel right now, and you're going to get zero viewers. Yep. Until yeah, you give people thing. a reason to listen to you. Yeah, right? That's another thing. That's a big thing that I'm on to. Like well, everybody that's watching and stuff. Like I appreciate you guys so much, man. Like that means so much to me. And it's yeah, interesting, dude. It, like, how weird is it that like we have 62 people watching us right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like when this started out, like I was like, hey, like I'm amazed anybody wants to watch my stuff. <laughs> but you provide them some kind of value, 
which you might think that's weird. Why, why, how does that person, and this is another thing that I said, I didn't rip this off from anybody, but I say value is subjective, right? Yeah. So someone gets value out of the show. Someone else might get absolutely zero value out of the show mm-hmm. and that's fine. Yep. Right. People have options, but I always like how you guys keep it real. You are who you are. RJ, I still get all of your notifications first. You know, I put the, the star on your profile when yeah. we were in Vegas at the Tiki uh-huh. bar. I get all of your posts. And there's one thing. There's two things I know. Right. One, that merch is an amazing opportunity. And two, that RJ and his homies love tacos. That's the two things I know for sure. Half of the posts are somehow related to tacos every single time. I see all of them, but yeah. you are who you are. Sometimes you drop uh-huh. you know, language that some people might be like, hey, you know what? I don't really want to follow that, RJ. But that's fine. That's you, yeah. right? You want yeah. people who care to watch you, not not lowest common denominator, not have a thousand people who don't really care. You'd rather have 10 people who care than a thousand people who don't. And when you have that audience, which is valuable, and when you respect it, when you sincerely say, look, we appreciate that you guys are here. We're trying really hard. We want to bring you guys some kind of value. Whatever that value that is that you get from us, we want to keep bringing that to you. You respect that audience, and then they're going to keep coming back. And then they're going to listen and say, hey, you know what? I, I do want to buy the T-shirt. Or they're going to say, you know what? I don't want to buy the T-shirt. But they're going to keep coming back, right? Yeah, because sure. you're not just pitching T-shirt, pitching T-shirt, pitching T-shirt. But some, I mean, you imagine having 6 million subs. Right. And being unable to make any money. Right. That's right. That just I mean, seems literally, they're, they're making money off AdSense, obviously, because it's yeah. just automatic. Like you have it, you have to prove it on your account. But um, yeah, I was just like, yeah, that's a good problem to have, man. Like, trust me, we can figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's... hard part, you know. But, but, you know, then you help them do it, you know. Yeah. Um, and also, it's fun. You can help him just for the for the relationship. I love doing that. Look, I'll just help somebody. hundred percent. And then, like he he DM'd me um on my Facebook page and he, he was just like, Hey, can you, you know, like talk to me about merch for a little bit? I was like, Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's fun. You enjoy it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> also, too, when you guys go to Vegas. Yeah, when you guys go, 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 go to Vegas, don't be don't hang out with Chris. Don't hang out with Chris in Vegas. He'll take you to this tiki bar, right? And you just have two drinks, and that'll mess you up a little, man. That was uh, that was Jason. That wasn't Chris. That was Jason Smith. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm just Jason's sidekick when it comes to the <laughs> to the tea. Nah. But hey, they're good drinks. I mean, like I'm I'm an economic I'm an economics major. Dude, that was right? a great like, spot in Vegas. Like it normally costs you twenty bucks to like get one drink. Like for yeah. for twenty bucks, you got hammered at that place. And, and like uh, you could buy the, the tiki mug and take it home. And like a lot of people sell the tiki mugs on eBay, like get their money back, and yeah. you know. I would rather drink two good drinks, right? Instead of like, uh-huh. you know, pounding cheap, you know, that purple drink or whatever you're drinking there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, ain't, I don't nah. got the Mad Dog 2020 in my back pocket or nothing. Yeah. Uh, I tried that once like, when I was like 21 years old. I'm not drinking that <laughs> like your 21st birthday, it was Mad Dog. Uh-huh. I never started drinking until I was 21, 22. Really? Good. Uh-huh. I'm not supposed to. God, uh-huh. I did it once when I was 16, and I couldn't even go to the restroom. I was like, couldn't even walk. <laughs> there's, there's a lot between having one beer and getting like completely blasted at 16, right? Like, yeah. Uh huh. There's there's a spectrum in there where you don't have to uh, you know finish a 12 pack when the first time you drink a beer. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's another thing. <laughs> uh, a lot of people they honestly they watch us and they love watching us. It's like it's like a motivational thing to them. Like they're designing probably right now and listening to us in the background, or they're probably just, they're probably driving right now and they're putting their phone on, on their, on their, their stereo or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, but that's a big thing though, too. Like just keeping like, we we're all like a community, but at the same time, it's like, 
we actually motivate each other and we like we grow off of each other and we help each other and yeah. you know what i mean next thing you know and then it's like you get 10 sales a day on shirts and the next thing you know you're doing 20 30 40 50 and then you just go to that next level and you just keep growing and growing and growing and growing so that's a big thing to actually just with the community just communicating with each other so right so it's good to have like that friendly competition where you're trying to one-up somebody like in a good way, instead of trying to one up somebody to make someone look bad, right? Yeah. There's, there's good and bad ways to do it. And I, I, I'm constantly reminded, this is a story I don't think I've ever told. Uh, in the eighth grade, uh, this is when I moved from Canada down to East Texas, and I was in a computer science class. And like, I didn't know anybody, you know, cause I, I just moved, I was like this new weird kid with an accent from, from Canada. Like no one in Texas knows how to say Canada. It's always Canada. They, I don't know if they're just, you know, ditching on me or something. Uh, but we were in computer science, and back then, like, we're still learning DOS, right? Mm -hmm. We're learning literally DOS programming, but we're learning how to, like, make these graphics. So, I, I mean, I don't remember how to do it, but I remember going through, and, like, you, you, you could make, like, a square, or you could, it would, you could program, and it would draw a circle, and then you could change the color, and then you could make it bigger or smaller. And then we learned, and we kind of competed against others. This kid's name was Joe. Um, and then we, we learned how to, like, start making like spirographs and with multiple points and change the color and all. The, and it was because we each pushed each other over and over. Like I would do something and he'd be like, Oh dude, that's, and then he would do something just a little bit better. And I'm like, Oh, I can't believe it. But it was good. It wasn't like, yeah. I hate that guy. Like he's making me look bad. And we pushed each other to where we were, we were both a lot better at something. So it's good to have people in your life that have that type of relationship. Um, so it, it's not a, because there are a lot of people, you know, people in my, not, I don't want to like name any names, you know, and that, that's not the point, but like people who, who kind of show off for the sake of, you know, putting, making themselves feel higher by putting other people lower. Right. Instead of just helping everybody up and like, hey, if, if like, like the, the rising tide raises all boats or whatever that thing yeah, is. Yeah, 100%. You know, don't tear people down so that your house is the biggest, like help everybody build a big ass house. It's the hard part about having 60,000 people in a group, though. I mean, like, oh, ours is, is 13,000 people, and, and we have moments like that, too. And, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I have a quick trigger finger. I ban people, like, really quick. If you're a jerk, like, I just I don't need you around. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll, throw, I'll throw a curveball at you, Matt. Start offering a service, right? Start having customers. And now you have to play a different game. Yeah. Because that person that you're about to kick out might be a paying customer. Right. And you're like, true story now. How do yeah. I walk that right. line? Right. <laughs> we're uh, honestly, we're going to we're probably going to start something st uh, pretty soon, too, as well. We're just waiting for the AMS to roll out so we can uh, um, just mess with that a little bit more and kind of give everybody a little bit more value. Um, but still talking about it, me and Matt. Dude, there's a there's we should talk a little bit about AMS because I think it, it, it kind of brings up kind of a bigger topic. Cause you guys are talking about providing value. You're talking about, you know, I'm, I'm kind of you know, inferring from what you're saying of having like some kind of membership or a group or a right. service or a course around teaching people to use AMS. And, and that's something that goes back to, you know, my seller days, right? Where I was a seller, I was on eBay, then I was, I was one of the first FBA sellers on Amazon. Uh, and then I got into software, right? And, you know, I'd sometimes take some heat, like, oh, wait, why aren't you a seller anymore? And I, I tried to kind of throw it in their face and be like, well, I'll be a seller and a vendor and an author and a pontificator and a speaker. And like, no, I did I did I didn't do any of them well enough you know, as well as I could have because I was trying to do too many different things. Yeah. And a phrase that often got thrown around was, uh, you know, the only people making money in a gold rush are the people selling the shovels and the, and the pickaxes <laughs> okay, and all that stuff. Yeah. Which is, it just doesn't make any sense at all because 
if no one during the gold rush is making any money, then no one's going to buy the shovels or, or anything. Yeah, if they're not making money, like how are they going to give you money for the shovels and the pickaxes? Exactly. And at the same time, anybody can sell shovels and pickaxes, right? Which is what I think about with, with merch. Like you can make money selling designs. You can make money learning design yourself and just running your own little business by itself. You can make money teaching people to use AMS. You can make money by reaching out to influencers and, and partnering with them to, to bring merch and help them monetize their audience. You can do any number one of them. So that's yeah. where I criticize anyone who says, oh, well, you know, are, are you more of a pontificator or a practitioner? Are you a, a guru? Or are you? I'm like, doesn't matter. Like, why, don't be obsessed with what I do. Do you. Yeah. Right. Like I enjoy the new stuff. I enjoy trying things that have never been done before. I mean, some of the, 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 the extensions and, and the groups and the, and the courses that I've done, you know, they've never been done before. And the way I try to do them is typically uh, unique to, to, you know, uh, you know, just what's been done prior. Uh, and I enjoy that. Right. I enjoy trying things and testing and all these things. And everybody should understand what they enjoy the most. Uh, and do those things without fear of anybody else. So I, I have built up thicker skin than I had back in the day where I would like, you know, it would annoy me some when people would, uh, you know, start lashing out a little bit. But now I'm like, dude, do you do whatever you want to do. And you can do multiple and you can like, like, that's the thing, uh, you know, don't find like any significance in what other people are doing. See the opportunities, which we, we talked about how there's so many of them, and then mm -hmm. pursue some of them and see mm -hmm. what happens. And I tell you, if you do something that helps other people in a way that you'll actually grow your audience or not just audience people who watch you, but also your network of people you work with, the people you got shout outs with, the people you say, hey, guys, do you want to come speak at, at my conference? And like, heck, yeah, like, let's do it. Like, not people that put a conference together is easy. You see that lineup we got? Yeah. Right. That, that's 12 years with Amazon that pulls that together. Right. Like, I, I'll, I'll toot my own horn a little bit. I don't know anyone else who could pull off this lineup. Right. And it's and I, I can say it here because, like, it's kind of unofficial it's hearsay. But we're going to have, I think, at least three, possibly four secret speakers. Yeah. Right? You guys knew we had secret speakers last year. Secret yeah. speakers, guys. And I tell you, the main reason I still even do this conference, because I tell you, organizing conference is, is not fun. It's a lot of work, and you don't make any money. Right, 100%. <laughs> the reason yeah, that's I do That's it, what people don't understand, right? Like, so, like, they, oh, they have no they, idea. They have no idea. Like, there is a lot of fucking costs that's involved in this. Like, it's not like this is all just going into your pocket. Like, this thing is expensive to put together. And you've seen our, our venue, right? Yeah. This isn't some Holiday Inn, you know, like with <laughs> tables and and, and, pay, and you know, bed sheets on top with some some water and, and Jolly Ranchers on the table, right? This this is it's a nice, high end the, event, and it's there for a specific reason too. Because if it's not there, the secret speakers can't make it. You know what I mean? Like that's the reason you guys are in that location, right? <laughs> it's because be they can't make be it during the week, during the day. Uh, you know, that, that's why we do it. But I, yeah. and, and this is what I, this is like the one reason I do it. And I do this, I do say this to toot my own horn a little bit. I don't think there's anyone else on the planet who can get secret speakers to come to their independent event. Uh, I said that in front of, uh, you know, my guy, uh, who you guys saw last year. Mm -hmm. uh, cause one, there's another guy, we we're all having dinner and he says, why do you put on these conferences? Like you don't charge enough to make any money. It's like, well, you know, I kind of feel like if I don't like, you know, if, if so-and-so is going to attend, I really should put it on because I don't think. Uh, you know, they would attend anyone else's conference. And my buddy, like, just kind of sat back in his chair and, like, let out this huge laugh. Like, yes, absolutely not. We are not attending anyone else's conferences. Uh, you, and, you know, they don't do it. There's no obligation. They could certainly pull out at any minute. Uh, but I, I do feel a little obligation to do it because if I don't do it, then everybody that comes doesn't get access to the, uh, you know, the level of access that I'm, I'm able to provide for them. And it's, it's reassuring the people that go that now they can put a face 
to a, a big company, which is typically faceless, which they, they sometimes fear. They, they right. worry about waking up and, and like, is my account still going to be there? And when you have a face there that says, no, we don't want you to be afraid. We're, we're actively working to make sure that you, you're not worried when you wake up, that you have a Merch by Amazon account. And, and it, it concerns us that you have that fear. Like we had that conversation last year. And I think yeah. it, it put a lot of people's minds at ease. And they realized that by, by sharing their information with 150 people in person, those 150 people, especially because I love the lineup that we have, not just the speakers, but the attendees. It's all the people that run groups. It's all the people that have mod, you know, podcasts. It's all the people that, that are helping other people. It's not just me. I, I am aware that I'm not the only you know, merch guru out there right now. There's a lot, and they're all going to be at this conference. So by, when they tell 150 people, they're going to turn around and tell 100,000 people uh, some best practices. And, and when something happens with merch, to tell them to relax, and they're, they're working on it. Right. Um, and, and all this stuff. So there's a lot of benefit to them to, to attend these events, but they don't have that opportunity because they normally can't attend independent events. They certainly don't have the time to host their own events, right? Maybe they will in the future. I hope they do. Please, Amazon, if you're watching, host your own events, right? Because right. I'll That'd just be attend. Awesome. I would love, oh, yeah. you guys have no idea how much I enjoy attending events, other people's events, because mm -hmm. normally I'm a speaker or I'm a vendor or I'm the organizer. Which right. means I always have to be doing something. Wait, that, was what, that was what was I can awesome sleep about. in. I can sit in the back. I can have a few <laughs> beers at lunch. Like I rarely get to do that. So when I do, man, I take I I I love it so much. That was what was awesome about the licensing expo, right? Like so the just yeah the the mindset right when you go there and there's just so many companies and it's so much money that's there in that situation but also just the opportunity to sit there and talk with merch for you know we've talked for almost an hour i think and get questions answered and have a face and actually understand like where they're coming from with some of the stuff and they can't answer every question obviously but like the mindset shift that happened after having that conversation with them and talking to them and understanding like where they're coming from with certain things that they're doing it's really significant yeah, it's good stuff, RJ. I know we're going way over your head with some of this stuff, but that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna make sure you you, you stay along with us here. Uh, no, 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 RJ. I got a question for you. Have you been on the stage, or is this gonna be your first time on the stage? Uh, like at any time. event? Well, we we hosted an event, but it wasn't really like a stage. It was just like front in front of everybody. Um, right, I do bring your A game. This is the most people RJ's ever spoken to in front of. I, <laughs> I get nervous, but people will love me when I get nervous, though. You should I'm, be nervous. It's, it's just me. <laughs> I'm being me. But think about it. You should be nervous. You should be scared, right? If you're never scared, if you're never nervous, you're not pushing yourself. You're just always 100%. in your comfort zone, right? No, honestly, like I understand everything that you're saying. Like I understand, like 100. percent Like I just, I, I, when I when I listen to you, Chris, like I just sit there and listen to you. I enjoy listening to you. So I will sit there and listen to you and see what you have to say. And I, I get it at 100. percent Like I like the, the stuff that goes in my mind. I'm just like, okay, yes, I got it. Like I, I get it instantly. And then like, I'm trying to figure out a way, how can I benefit from this? To, so, you know what I mean? How, how can it benefit me? So, um, yeah. Well, value is subjective and I'm super psyched that somehow my value, that you enjoy my value. Cause, yeah, cause sure. not everybody does, right? I was like, just spying, know on, <laughs> I'm spying on your, uh, your retail arbitrage book right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got over 500 reviews on that thing. Dude, that's crazy. I have more reviews on my books than Gary Vee has on his books. I know. I was like, what the heck? So you're selling, how many books are you selling a day on average? I don't know. I'd have to go in and look. You it, don't even care no more, huh? <laughs> well, it's not that I don't care, but at the, the price points that they're at right now, because I sell uh -huh. them. I mean, we could, we could touch a little bit on self-publishing. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I tell a lot of people, because you know, when people say that, oh, you can publish books, they get really excited. But I tell them, like, well, why do you want to publish a book? Right. Because mm -hmm. there's different motivations. Like, do you want yeah. to make money? Do you just want the satisfaction? Uh, are you doing it for exposure? Are you using it as a marketing tool? 
like, like, what are you, why do you want to publish? Because depending on the answer to that question, I'm going to give you different advice. So I do have books that I sell to make money, like online arbitrage. You know, it started at $300, now it's a $200 book. I have a $99 black and white version. Uh, I make money on that book because of the price point and then the costs that are that are associated with it. When you sell a, a you know a 250 page book uh, for 9.95 through Amazon, you make like a dollar, right? right? Yeah. So I I could sell thousand books a month, make thousand bucks a month, and that's great. That would be a very nice car payment, right? For for just books that I'm not doing anything for, but it's not like tons of money. And, and I'll tell you right now, I'm not selling a thousand books a month. Uh, even if you only sell a few books a day which yeah. is good. Like it, it's easy to write a book. It's hard to get people to buy a book, right? Mm-hmm. They have, you have to get their attention and get them to care enough to actually give money, you know, for your book, uh, to do all that effort to get someone to buy a book for a dollar, right? Like I'd, I'd rather give them away. Right. So I use inexpensive books as marketing material to say, look, I know what I'm talking about. I'm an expert. If you want to learn more, here's my website, here's my Facebook groups. So I can build an audience through publishing, which of course, having a published book, which I encourage you guys to do as well, um, gives a level of credibility of expertise where people are going to like, oh yeah, oh oh he's a published author. Okay, I'm listening. Instead of oh he's a dude on Facebook, why would they listen to you? You've got to give them a reason. And being a published author is probably one of the biggest reasons. Like like saying you sell T-shirts on Amazon. Okay, so but it's like I'm a published author. People pay attention. Yeah. Right. For whatever you know, it's it's dumb. Right. You can put way more work into your merch account than just uploading a book that has spelling mistakes and no one you know it doesn't matter. Just being a published author matters to a lot of people. It's, it's a sign of, of expertise. People think, oh, he must have an editor. He must have people who think he's so smart and has something important to say that, that we should publish it. Like, no, it's I'm a hobo who wrote a PDF with mistakes all in it, and I upload it, and Amazon doesn't care what's in it, so they print it. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you leverage the platforms. Now, of course, like everything else, like merch, like create space, like, like value, like YouTube channels, like, like podcasts, You've got to be good, right? If you're good, if your if your stuff is awful, if your designs suck, if your va- if your content is terrible, none none of this will work, yep. right? But if you actually have some kind of value to give, whether it's in designs or, or information or, or Q and A or being just being helpful or or being entertaining or or being pretty, I mean, you imagine what we could do on Instagram if we were pretty girls, <laughs> right? Instagram wow. is made for pretty girls, right? Like, it's not. I wanted to be an Instagram model until I found out I wasn't good looking, right? Like. That's just what happens. Uh, you can make but a there, catfish, there are things that you can do. Catfish Instagram though too. You can make a catfish Instagram for real. It's like and to be like just add pretty girls on there and all of a sudden it'll start going viral. RJ knows you, a little bit too much about this. <laughs> you could write. I mean, this is so far off topic. You could write a book about how to start and run a catfishing Instagram account for pretty girls and sell T-shirts. You you could write that book and yeah. do it yourself and help other people do it, where people will pay you. You know, forty nine dollars a month to help set help them set up their catfishing account. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't, not we're not talking catfishing all the way to the bank, right? Like we actually like all this crazy stuff. You meet NBA players and all that. But if you just want to post <laughs> pictures of pretty girls, uh, and then you could hire a model to wear one of your t shirts, like get a boy's size small and find some you know like endowed Healthy. model to do it to wear it for you. I mean, there's a market for that. A lot of people yeah. would not buy those shirts, but a lot of people would, or they'd at least look at them, or they'd at least get shared, or at least go viral. And and this is where like I get hung up, where I'm like, oh, that would be cool. Oh, we should do that. Oh, like like no, th- that is cool, but don't do that. Don't spend a second of your time doing that because of the opportunity cost of not doing these other things, right? Right. Uh, so there's one something you said right there um, that stood out to me is you were talking about like the book, but however, the most important quality of that book or whatever you're doing is that it's good, right? 
And that's something that I think that people need to pay attention to with whatever they're doing, whether it's merch, whether you know they're using AMS on their merch account. Um, one of the things that I think people are going to miss, and I think people are going to burn a lot of money on is like, this is not a um, one size fits all equation. You know what I mean? Like you need to make sure that the stuff that you're advertising, that you're spending money to get people to see is actually good because otherwise yeah. it's not going to convert. You're going to spend a lot of money and it's not going to work. You have to find the right audience with a product that converts. Yes. Because you could find the right audience and, and put in front of them something that everybody's like, no, that's awful. I would never buy it. The font, I can't even read, you know, the font that you've chosen. Two people post in your group, my group, all these groups. Mm -hmm. What do you think of my design? And you're like, it's just bad. Like, yeah. I tell people, if you can't hold it up on a phone and read it, then then start over. Right. Like, you have to be able to actually read it. Uh, you know, but, but you got to be good. You know, otherwise none of this matters. But you know, when it comes to advertising, you gotta you gotta have a converting design and get it in front of the right audience. You can have amazing design, but put it in front of the wrong people, and be like, "Why isn't it selling?" Well, it's because you you put it in front of the wrong people. You got a like, like a, a German Shepherd shirt, and you're advertising his Chihuahua, right? Like, you, you went with dogs, but you got to niche down and be like, like Chihuahua people don't care about German Shepherds, right? But if you don't pay attention to what's happening, you won't see the problem. Which is why if you have a network and you and you have like a, a mastermind type thing. You know, you can get feedback from people who are going to tell you the truth. You know, when you go to a Facebook group asking for feedback on your shirts and people are either going to lie to you or they're going to tell you they're terrible and you're going to take offense. Like people have to be able to take bad feedback for what it is. Right. Like we're being honest, telling you that your shirts aren't very good. We're not trying to be mean. We're not just, you know, trying to dog on you. Like it's yeah. it's because they're not that good, which we can say in person. You know, I, I told like, dude, I could tell you to your face that your shirt is awful. Right. Because we can laugh a little bit. Like there's some context. I can like, you know, kind of touch you on the shoulder and be like, dude, I'm yeah. sorry, man. Nobody on Facebook and in, in words. No, everything comes off uh, the wrong way. The worst possible um, way. I haven't found a good way to do it. I'd love to do it. But so much of our interaction with people is through posting on Facebook, yeah. Yeah. you know, instead of, you know, like video and audio and, and, and all this other stuff. So it's a bit of a problem, you know, but I think people will find a solution for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's. There are a lot of opportunities. And I love the chat. I love how you have people like so engaged. On, yeah, uh, our, our audience. I'm trying to keep up with the chat. That's yeah, it, it, it was pretty quick. Um, one of the things I think that, uh, so AMS is, it's an opportunity, right? Like, like everything we're talking about tonight, it's an opportunity. But there are other opportunities to be able to market your shirts. Like, and, and I'll be honest with you, quite frankly, I think that the other opportunities are a lot more attractive than AMS if you do them right. If you spend the time and you actually build out an audience, you build out something, you know, passionate fan base, like you can, when you have that, when you have a fan base that's really interested in your stuff, there are so many ways to make money off of them outside of merch. Like you can figure out a way to make money if you have people that are interested in your shit. Um, and that's one of the things I think that like we're really going to try and hammer home over the next, you know, the next couple of years with merch and everything else. Like, Merch is a tool. It's something that you can use to monetize, you know, don't have to deal with customer service, everything else, but you should be thinking about ways to build your business outside of Amazon, right? And I think that's one of the things that we definitely are going to see from the conference in terms of the speakers that are there, um, the branding guy that we talked about earlier today, um, I think is like, that's one of the things I'm most excited for um, because that's, you know, anybody that's been paying attention to our content for the last couple of months, I've been hammering this home, like build an audience, build a brand, build passionate fans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, another, something another. that you own. Yeah. With the AMS, it's like, it's, it's, it's good to use AMS, but at the same time, like, would you rather build a brand like on Instagram and grow a following and drive traffic to your own website or to 
own that. Or even, or even, uh, what is it? Even Amazon, you can drive traffic to Amazon using right. Instagram or Etsy or just your own website. So that's very powerful too, as well. And building an Instagram is, I'm doing it right now as as we speak. Like I posted, I've been posting like three or four times a day, and I actually got a return on a shirt, and I actually put it on my stories just to show you that show the person that I actually have the physical product myself. I really don't. I just got a return, so I just put it on my stories. <laughs> so just something you can like leverage. You know what I mean? Like if you get a return, like it's, I have, a, it's a cool shirt. You know what I mean? I can go give it away to somebody here in town or something, or just do a free giveaway and ship a shirt to somebody. Like just be creative with it, and it'll take you a long way. You know, I, I think the batteries on my headphones might go out, and I think if they go out, it'll just take over on the iPhone. But but give me a like, let me know if the audio changes really. Like yeah, no worries. Um, you know, and I think this, this is a very important point, and I, I know we're covering a lot of different topics, so I hope everybody's kind of following along, because what we are talking about is, is important. And, you know, everybody, you know, I'm branded kind of accidentally as the Amazon guy. I was the FBA guy. You know, I'm, people kind of think of me as, as the merch guy, which I'm really not. Um, you know, I, I try to think of myself as the guy to kind of help people get started, uh, whether it's Amazon or anything else. But I, even I'll say, as you know, what's normally pegged to me is I'm the Amazon guy. And I love Amazon. Like I'm an Amazon evangelist and, and you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm aware that you don't want to put all your eggs in the Amazon basket because, dude, I mean, I, think of Facebook. Facebook could take away my group any day. Yeah. And what am I going to do about it? Nothing. Right. I, I literally cannot force them to like, if something happens in my group or like, like, no, you broke some terms of service that I didn't even realize I was breaking. Like they could take it away. Um, they could take away. And I, I you know, personally i realize i have a lot of ins with amazon so i don't have fear of losing my fba account or my kdp account or my merch account but i could and anybody else is out there watching you could lose your account and they could tell you tough luck don't even ask us to get it back uh, which makes you think oh like just like like rj said well you know i'm working on instagram as well well instagram can also take it all away right yeah. so let's take it all back like what's what's the home base Right. What's something that's not going to change that you actually own and control and literally cannot be taken away from you? Uh, and I would say that's the email. Mm -hmm. Right. If you build an email address, people's email is basically their home base for the foreseeable future of the Internet. Right. Their email is likely not going to change. If they like what you have to say, you can email them, whether it's you know it's mass emails, bulk emails or just one on one emails. And they're going to be able to keep up with what you're doing. So I would say have if, as an overall strategy to using Merch, to using FBA, to using CreateSpace and KDP and all this other stuff, YouTube especially. YouTube is probably the biggest one that, that I really think has the most potential to really grow if you're an, an audience builder, uh, is to try to build that email list along the way with different ways. So if you're on YouTube and you say, hey, you know, like we send out you know, alerts via email. If you're not subscribed, please join our, our email list here. Get those emails. That's the home base because you're, they can take away your Instagram. They can take away your Twitter. They can take away your Facebook. They can take away your group. They can take away. They can. And I don't want people to live scared. Um, but at the same time, I want people to be realistic and to, to put themselves first. To be like, you know, if the worst case scenario happens, uh, will it affect me? And if you have an email list where you can contact the people who are telling you, yes, I'm interested. I want to know what you guys have to say. I want to get up to date with you guys. Uh, that's the most valuable thing. So I think if people ha are, are having the strategy of building audiences, or working with other people to build audiences. Uh, I think that definitely needs to be part of their strategy to build the email list. And it's, I would say it's the number one mistake that I have made over the past decade as a, an, as a guru or as an Amazon guy uh, mm -hmm. is I didn't collect email addresses. And at first I kind of did it as a point of pride because I saw a lot of people collecting emails 
and you might say, oh, it's an internet marketer, you know, getting a bad, they're get, they get a bad rap because they're all, they're just trying to collect emails. And I should have, right? I missed out. I should have a, a 300,000 email list right now. And I don't mm -hmm. because I didn't collect emails over mm -hmm. the past, uh, you know, 10 to 12 years. Uh, so I like, learned from my mistake, I'm, but I don't look backwards. You know, I'm not like upset and be like, oh man, like if I can just go back in time. No, like just move forward. I collect emails now. You guys see me collecting emails now. I, I collect emails to run a contest. I'm gonna give away tickets to the merch conference. How do you join? You by joining my email list, and I'm gonna take everybody on the specific list. I'll get a randomizer and I'll pick someone out of the list. Yep. Uh, but but I've got emails now, right? And that's and that part's value. Absolutely. So, um, die. One did. <laughs> yeah, I deal with that every day. Like, I, I'll yeah, try to I, charge it real quick. <laughs> I use yeah. it daily, so like it's uh, I deal with that all the time when I'm out working. Um, so our audience, right? So we're talking about a lot of stuff, and some of it's probably a little bit high level in terms of what they're thinking and how they're thinking about it. How would you take that idea of like an email list, right? Like, where do you start? Because you're on merch well, a, and you don't have access point. to that, right? Okay. Yeah, because like the advice that we're giving is certainly not advice for everybody at every point in their sure. entrepreneur I, journey. Uh, but I want people to realize what's out there because I think, you know, like I say, I, you guys know that I've done this for, for a long time and I've changed my mind. I've changed my tune on a lot of things along the way, which I think is important you know, for people to do. Um, you know, people need to know where they are, where they want to go and how they want to get there. Right. Because if you're off on any of those things, you're, you're kind of going to be lost. And I use this example and people don't like this example because I, I think it's really reveals things. Um, and I, I posted this and I, I don't know if you guys picked up on it. I said, what does the word entrepreneur mean to you? I saw that. And that was a tongue in cheek kind of post. And I'm going to use it to make a video. And I'm, I'm not trying to call people out. But when people say, you know, not having a boss or not working nine to five or freedom or I'm like, sorry, Steve, Joe and Sally, that is not what entrepreneur <laughs> means. Entrepreneur has a definition. Words have definitions. You can't just say you're an entrepreneur. Right. I would not say that I'm an entrepreneur, even though a lot of people peg me as one. Show me all the businesses that I've built and sold. Show me all the people that I employ. Right. Mm -hmm. Show me. I don't. That's not me. Right. I'm, I'm we're trying to make up a new word that I call the entrepreneur. Right. And I, I believe I really help people find independence, not financial independence in terms of like, hey, I got a million dollars in the bank and I get to live on my yacht and do whatever. That's not the independence. I mean, I mean, the independence of knowing that you can make money on your own terms. So you're not tied to a job or if you lose your job, you're going to be fine. Or you have the option to quit your job if you want. A lot of people love their job. They're not trying to quit. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what I feel that I teach. And that's what I feel a lot of, of my audience. And I would expect a lot of your audience to mm -hmm. self-identify as if they actually think about it. Mm -hmm. like, Wait a minute. I'm not an entrepreneur. If I stop working in this business, the business dies. Right. Like owner operator is not entrepreneur. Right. You'll be able to sell your business. You'll be able to walk away. Yeah. If, you, if you've built a business versus you've built yourself a job and people don't like to think I've built myself a job, but most of, I think most of our audience, they've built themselves a job, which they have to work whenever they want, as hard as they want. They can take pride in it. The fact that it's theirs and they do what they want and, and they're not, you know, beholden to, to a boss or a company. Uh, and that's very admirable. And that's that, that independence is what people want, but that's not an entrepreneur. Right. Yeah. And that's the point. I won't, I don't want people to think there's something they're not because if you don't know where you're at, or you don't know where you want to go, you're not going to know how to get there, right? You got, you got to have these things so that you can actually make a plan and go for it. 
I mean, I think most of our audience, quite frankly, like they're not interested in building a massive company that has, you know, tons of employees working for them, everything else. Like they, they want that. I don't have anybody working for me. I don't have a boss that I have to report to. I don't have to wake up at 6 a.m. in the morning and go drive for two hours to get wherever the fuck I'm going. Like that's what they want. That's that's the dream, you know? Yeah. I mean, when was the last time you had a boss? Like I think I know this answer, actually. Um, but like when was it? It was before you were you were working for uh it wasn't Home Depot, right? You were selling Bosch power tools. Well, I worked for Bosch. So I was right. a Bosch sales rep, then I was a, a district manager and a region manager. And I think I quit in oh six, because it was after we were married, but it was pretty soon after we were married. So I, I want to say it was oh six. Where did you find yeah, this? It was definitely oh six. I worked for him for five years, oh one to oh six. Where'd you hear where'd you hear about this at? Chris told me the story. Oh, okay. That's, that's the like, benefit of being on Merch After Dark, bro. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to figure out, like, how'd you figure it out? I was like, oh, if you, like, actually spied on him and figured this out, that's pretty good. <laughs> that, that's what not you, my game. I don't tell uh, people so much of my background story anymore because uh, I, I just I hate to take up time with it because I feel a lot of people know it. But I think maybe I've done – I have not done it for so long that a lot of the audience doesn't know some of my background. Right. Which which is fine, because I, I, you know, I don't want to like bore people with like background story because background story typically is is positioned to say like, oh, look, this person is an expert. They know what they're talking right. about. This is why you should listen to me. And yeah. I don't know, like to me that I, don't, I, I get that's how it works. I understand human psychology okay. and, and all this stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, screw it. I don't want to talk about my past and my history. Like you should already I don't want to even say you should already know because a lot of people don't know who I am. And they're like, screw like, why should I like I, don't, I like RJ and Matt? Why should I know who this Chris Green guy is? I get that too. Like, I, I don't mind, but you know, I think there's so much more that we can give in terms of like up to date value, which is why I don't, you know, we'll spend a brief amount. You know, like, this is what I did. Here's where I'm at. I like to just say now I've got over a decade experience with Amazon. So you should listen to me or I'll say, yeah. look guys, I get information from Amazon, but when I say it, it's hearsay. So don't get all bent out of shape. <laughs> but if I say it, it's right. All right. So just take it at face value, you know? Um, and, and Amazon likes that because I can say whatever I want. You guys can right, say whatever exactly. you want. Once you're you work for Amazon, yeah, you can't say whatever you want. You have to toe the company line. So I right. can say stuff, but hey, it's just hearsay, right? But hey, it's right. So so listen yeah, up when uh, I say it. With the, so with branding too, with email, guys, if you're like, okay, we're talking about the Facebook market, like, well, the Facebook group's taking the emails and stuff like that. Okay, now when it comes to emailing uh, for your brand, it's very important because it's you got to email. When you get an email with your brand or whatever from a brand, I mean, I, you collect emails with your brand, right, from customers and stuff like that. It's very important to actually market towards them, like market back at them because it's free. You know what I mean? You're not spending no advertising money, no nothing, but sh that's that's a very important thing to do. So uh, if you're you got to keep your email list warm, dude. Uh huh. There you go. That's that's what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> Don't let it go cold. <laughs> yeah. You know you so. can't. You should email. I would. I, I mean, I'm, again, I'm not a big email marketer, but I've heard you should email like at least once a week. Mm -hmm. Once, um, once a week. Just to kind of, like, don't be selling some. Don't be pushing some. Just like give some kind of value, some kind of content. Like that's that's typically content marketing. <laughs> Otherwise, if you wait and then you finally show up, it's typically like, oh, what does RJ want? It's right the now? what does he the, want? The Gary V model. Yeah. Jab, 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 right hook. Yeah. Uh -huh. So. Okay. Um, know, there's lots of ways to do it. We have the uh, in the description down below. We actually have the merch conference tickets still available. So if you guys want to buy one, feel free to buy one. Let's. Uh, well, you let's guys are going to be speaking. You'll be. You guys both will be uh, on the stage. Um, there, there's. You know, I'm, I, I wrote this out as an email. I wonder if I can even find the email really, really quick. Um, because my, I've, I'm convinced that marketing is literally. Um, ten percent some kind of value, and ninety percent saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again, so that people know it's out there. 
Yeah. And I'm like, why is that marketing? I just want to make one thing and put it out and be done with it. Right. All right. So th- this lady emailed, um, we'll say her name's Jenny. Right. So she emailed and said, look, I live in Seattle. Uh, you know, I'm in the IT department. I'm just getting into merge. I'm interested. You know, I, I'm in the hundred tier. My husband's looking at me like I'm crazy. And would this be something you could recommend? Um, because I need to have a good ROI on my $500 ticket, right? There's a $500 ticket for a three day event in an absolutely premium venue in downtown Seattle, right? With amazing top tier speakers. All of the merch experts are going to be there. Uh, and I wrote back to her. So she, this is a lady who's, who's messaging me. Should I buy a ticket? Should I come to this conference? Uh, and I'm, again, I'm not trying, I don't feel like I should be, se- I'm not trying to sell her, right? So I, this is what I wrote back to her. You know, thanks for the email. I've never been one to sell people on stuff. I try to put out events or info that over-deliver and undercharge. The lineup is pretty incredible, and the venue is top-notch. I don't host these events for the money, if you know what I mean. I'm confident that any attendee will feel they got their money's worth before lunch on the first day. You guys came last year. Before lunch on the first day, you're like, yep, glad I came. Right? Like, not like, yeah. eh, well, let me see by, you know, the end of the, end of the second day. No, like you, like, you already get that value. Uh, the networking alone will be worth it. Honestly, being local makes it a no-brainer. Like, imagine not traveling. Imagine being in Seattle. Like, it'd be the most no-brainer decision possible to join this thing. Uh, but I said, I caution you against looking at it as an ROI thing. I don't know how to calculate ROI in that sense, like, where your future profit is going to come based directly on this event, right? Like, where how are you going to calculate, oh, here's the $500 that I incrementally made because I went to the conference. I don't know how anybody would do that. Um so I said a lot of success comes from uh, who you know and who you work with, not just from what you know. If it was just what you know in terms of information, anybody could read a book or watch a video and have everything that they need. And how many people do you know that do that? Show me the millionaire merchants who just read a book and were like, oh, I get this. No problem. Why would I go to a conference? I just read this 12-page book, right? It doesn't work that way. You know, like the, we're, we're humans in, in the world. Like they, there's just other things at play here. Uh, so I say, but of course, this doesn't work in real life. It's about meeting people, networking, and working together with the right people. So this may or may not help. People want guarantees and ROI before attending conferences and events. I can't promise that, of course, but you can flip it around. If you don't attend, you won't get the benefits and you won't that you would get from attending. $495 is a lot of money, but we also have the $99 replay package. Uh, hope this helps. You know, because like I'm not, I could sell her. Right, I could like, put all the benefits in there, but I, I don't want to. You know, I, I I don't want to be a salesman or a marketer, right? I want to put out like a link for my awesome new extension and have everybody in the planet buy it just by posting it once. But no, I have to post it fifty times <laughs> so that people know about it because it's, of marketing uh, and because of yeah. you know people I mean, are distracted. I mean, think about it, right? Like so, like the world that we live in, you're constantly bombarded all the time by offers, things that you can buy, things that are trying to grab your attention, everything else. So that's what you're competing with. Um, but one of the things I think that is most important about the conference, and one of the things I think that both me and RJ agree with in terms of like where our ROIs come from is from the networking, like the network that we have, because we've gone to these events, we've met these people, like that is where the real strength in our business is. I know if I have a question about something, I have somebody more often than not that I can reach out to and go, Hey, and he's an expert and I don't have to pay anything for that information. Like it's literally like, Hey, let me run this by you. Just give me an idea. Like it's priceless. It's literally priceless. People's time is limited and it's valuable. But once you meet someone in person, you have a beer with them, you share a meal, Mm -hmm. you hang out, you sit next to them for a while at the conference, then yeah, you have that relationship where you can reach out and get that question answered without having to pay. And even if you offered them money, they wouldn't take it. 
right? Because you're like, no, we're like, but, you know, you know, it's like it turns into law of reciprocity and like you just end up helping each other out. Uh, and it's not like a kind of a tit for tat kind of thing. Like, oh, I'm not going to answer you, Matt, because like, you know, I've answered three questions of yours and you haven't answered any. Like, yeah. uh, like who lives their life? that way? Maybe some people do. But it's if you just hang out with the right people and if you just give here, here's one. This is an actual secret of, of life. Give without expectation. Right. That's it. Just give without expectation. Don't give thinking, OK, I gave this guy and I'm like going to mark down in my little book, you know, Steve owes me an answer to a, like an AMS question. Like, no, just give. And you're going to find that comes back to you 99% of the time. But if you're afraid of the 1% of the time where people don't reciprocate or some or 1% of the time where people stab you in the back, 1% of the time where people betray you, if you're afraid of that, okay, don't do anything. But you are going to miss out on the 99% of all the positive, valuable things that are going to happen. And if you do this long enough, and I've done it long enough, you will find people who will stab you in the back. You will find people who will leave you hanging out to dry. It'll happen. But when you got yeah. thick skin and you don't give with expectation, it doesn't bother you. You kind of you almost feel sorry for the, for anyone that does that. You're like, you're missing out, dude. Like you, you just burned this bridge, really? Yeah. Do you really want to burn this bridge? Because because yeah. you don't have like just last chance. Don't burn. Yeah. You really want to burn? Okay, fine. All right, you're out. And then you move on with the people that that you want to hang out with. Um, but I think your earpod died so finally. <laughs> yeah, the earpod died. My earpod yeah, went out. Uh, all I'm saying, we better not be eating that no no sixty dollar plate restaurant because I'm not. I sell forty shirts a day on merch, and I still don't think I I deserve a sixty dollar plate at any fancy restaurant. All, all right, right, check this out. Check this out, bro. <laughs> I'm just telling you guys. I'll go eat tacos down the street by myself. And I know you'll eat taco. That's one thing. <laughs> <laughs> but check it, RJ. You don't know this, man, because this you ain't been on the stage yet. Uh, you get up on that stage, you deliver some value, which I'm counting on you to do. People are gonna buy, be buying you that sixty dollars plate. People are gonna be like, RJ, "Let me buy you dinner, man. Let me buy. You. Come on with me. I'm buying. I'm buying the whole table. You're gonna be the guest." And and yeah. I know we've, we've gone over an hour here already. And I, I want to, you know, share this is this is some experience that I've, I've uh, this is one of the things I've honestly changed my mind on. Um, I used, you know, I've given out so much information and content and videos and books and all these things, and I've met so many people at conferences, and a lot of people offer, they, you know, like, they want to buy me a beer. They're like, hey man, I read your book, you know, you helped me get started. Let me buy you a beer. And for so long, I would say, no man, it's okay. Like I'm out of town. Like you know, my yeah. expenses, it's cool. Like I don't need you to buy me a beer. I can buy my own beer. But what I was doing was not letting them thank me, right? They were saying, look, the way I would like to thank you is by buying you a beer, right? Yeah. So by not taking their beer, I was actually kind of insulting them. I was, I was like yeah. not taking their thank you. And I learned that kind of the hard way. So now if someone wants to buy me, I mean, I'm not trying to like, you know, have 18 beers a night, but like if someone wants to buy me a drink or, or take me out to eat, like like I will happily accept because I yeah. know it's their way of saying thank you. So that's what people are going to do. They're going to argue, dude, I've been watching you forever. You're going to have, you probably have thousands of lurkers out there who you've never interacted with, but they've watched your stuff. And then yeah. you start to interact with them because you go to a, con a conference like, hey, RJ, I've been watching your stuff for the past eight months. You know, let, let me take you out to dinner. And, yeah. and you're going to have to, and my advice to you is say yes. Not because it's free food, but because you're actually letting them say thank you to you, right? And you're going to find that you're going to meet these people who are incredible and, and you're going to have lifelong friends and networking and business partners. And that's just what happens by what? Being a good guy putting out information, putting out videos, giving you know, of yourself, giving content without expectation. And whoa, big surprise, it comes back and actually benefits you. And you're almost like, you almost feel guilty. You're like, I almost feel like, like, I feel like I'm being selfish here. All I did was like help people with free, you know, YouTube videos. And now people are buying me dinner. And it's like, 
dude, that's just how it works. Don't feel guilty about it. Let people thank you that way. And, and I tell you, you're going to want to get up on that stage more and more often because you're like, dude, this is right. I go to these conferences now. I get in for free. And, and, <laughs> and then everybody buys me dinner and, and beer and tacos. And dude, get the taco. If you don't want the steak and, and, and seafood and surf and turf, if you just want tacos, go ahead. But, you know, they're, they're going to buy you the most expensive thing on the menu if you want it. I had free pizza last night. I was so happy. <laughs> I was being serious. I was like, man. This is why you're having Pedialyte today, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why that free pizza tasted so good. It was so good. No, for real, they're about to throw it away. I was like, what are you doing? There's like two boxes of pizza left. Like, well, I'm going to throw it away. I was like, nope, <laughs> threw it in my trunk. <laughs> I was like, going home. So, uh, oh, this yeah. is a good show, man. Yeah, man, we always have fun on here. And, uh, and, and people come on to watch us, and it's Friday night. We have over 60 people watching. If you guys can go ahead and give the, the video a thumbs up, greatly appreciate that. Because, um, look, Friday night, 60 people watching. You guys can be anywhere else, but you're here watching us. Fernando just so, sent you taco money. I mean, taco, uh, free taco. <laughs> that, wait, let me put that on. Uh, <laughs> Dude, Fernando's been hooking you guys up. Dude. He's in uh, no, thanks, so Fernando. Man, buy me dinner. Fernando's great. No, Yazid, Yazid threw in. Yo, Yazid, what's up, bro? Dude, I gotta get more on YouTube, man. Like, you can get tips. YouTube is on fun, there. man. This is cool, man. There's there's a lot of cool things you can do on YouTube, and, th and that's the thing. People gotta, you know, back to the beginning, full circle. People gotta figure out what they want to do. Uh, I I know I need to spend more time on uh, on YouTube because it, everything is maturing, mm -hmm. like the ability to put the top chat in, and uh, yeah. and the, the tips and the monetization and the uh, you know the things you can do with Facebook group, like especially merch. Think these platforms are maturing. We have been very you know, on the forefront, very early adopters to a lot of these things. But as these platforms mature, the people who are on earlier are the ones who are going to benefit the most. Uh, but but don't miss out. You know, like like adapt and, and roll through here and take the pieces that make the most sense, put them together into something tangible, and and you're going to find that you're just going to sit at home and have fun, help people, and make a lot of money at the same time. It's it's an amazing time to be alive. Yeah, there's just there's there's so much opportunity. I just don't want people to get locked in on like you have to do something a certain way, right? Like no, there's there's so many ways to win. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another thing too that I've been seeing a lot of success with is my Etsy store. It's been taking off. Like literally, I made two sales on Etsy right now, talking to you guys, and uh, it just We've got it's, an Etsy speaker cool. coming to the conference. Yeah, Dion is amazing too. I don't know if you've talked to her a whole lot. Like Dion is. She is just, sharp, dude. Uh -huh. I can't. Just I can't wait to see her talk. Like she's freaking. She's awesome. Her personalities. Uh, I can tell. Like I regret after we go out and stuff like that. I can tell we're gonna have a good time. She's. She. she yeah. Her personality's big. So no, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun, dude. I'm. I'm excited. I. I am just like you, RJ. I am a little stressed. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little uh, like you know organizing this thing. There are a lot of moving parts that are going thing that are going through. And uh, oh, Jacob Topping is throwing down for you. He was he, he did that so he can say his name. He he likes. <laughs> Thanks, Jacob. I appreciate it. Jacob's one of the better marketers yeah, out yeah, here good, in merch. Good job, Jacob Topping. Is, he, he's going to be there. If anybody's been looking to uh, to meet Jacob Topping, he will be at the uh, at the merch conference. It really is the who's who. I mean, I put that image together, and I was like, there are so many. Like, it took me forever to spread everybody out and get all of those those profile pictures right. in there. Uh, there's going to be more. Mike Wall, the local merch uh, master, is going to be there. I don't know if he's going to speak. Uh, I've given him the option, but he's kind of like, eh, you know, I don't, you know, he's not like a, a speaker type guy, but he will be there for those those people that want to meet him. And I said, look, if you want the stage, you know, I'll get you on there. Uh, I mean, you're going to literally meet the who's who of merch 
uh, in terms of sellers and designers. You're going to meet the who. You're going to meet some who's who from you know that big company that starts with an A that in downtown Seattle. You're going to meet branding experts from literally billion dollar brands. It. I don't. I can't imagine what we're going to do next year. I don't know if we can top this lineup. Um, so it's that's what makes me worried a little bit. I'm like, oh my goodness, like we have such an amazing event here, and uh, I, I don't know what we're going to do next year. It's going to be fun. Honestly, I think it's going to really be really good. And this is basically it's going to snowball, man. And the next the next event's going to be even bigger. I think, to be honest. So I think you know, looking at the people that were at the event last year and looking at where they are in terms of where their business is, merch, everything else, um, and then you know the relationships that they built. You know, it's the biggest reason to go. Um, it just makes such a huge difference in your business having that. Yeah, for sure. It, it, it's uh, a no-brainer. I, and I'll offer up. If someone has a question about the conference, please email me. My email is easy to find, chris at chrisgreen.com. You know, if, if someone has a question about the conference, please reach out. I'm happy to answer any questions. I I, I know it, it's a big commitment to, to travel. You know, we're, we're coming up on a month ago, the conference. 500 bucks is not just a little bit of money. You know, I, I do think it's very reasonably priced for what we are offering. Uh, but at the same time, you know, 500 bucks is a lot of, a lot of money to a lot of people. So we definitely want people to get their money's worth. But if people have questions, please reach out. I'll be happy to answer them. Once it's sold out, it's sold out. I'm not going to it, it literally a limited space room. It's not like we can just add chairs in the back. Once it's sold out, it, it's done. Right. Uh, so if you're interested in going, I do recommend getting uh, getting your ticket. Dude, you're getting so much taco money right now? Quick, uh, uh, quick question, Chris. I know that we're doing video recordings of the conference. It's not a live stream, though, right? It's just it's recordings. It's It's just recordings. Unlikely, we'll be able to record the secret speakers. Yeah. Uh, but as that gets closer, I'll, I'll confirm there may be some live streaming of any type of presentations that might be, you know, considered, you know, marketing or promotional. So, if print tech gets up there, we might live stream that. Right. Um, you know, things that people might be interested in. Uh, but for the most part, no, it won't be. It won't be live stream. I would guess by next year we might live stream. Part of it's the the uh, technology and and some of the limitations there where if you do want to live stream, it is you have to hire, like have a full-time guy that does it's not just like, right. you know, Hey RJ, you have to live stream and just like, no, <laughs> to do it right is actually pretty complicated to actually capture the video and the audio. Um, so that's not currently the plan, but I mean, the replay package for 99 bucks is an absolute steal. Yeah, it uh, is. Look at the lineup, right? Like it's, it's incredible. The people that you're going to be able to, uh, to connect with uh, for 99 bucks. So I say, and, and yeah, I'm like the worst salesman in the world. I'm not trying to sell anybody on it. So I, I say if people do have questions uh, that maybe aren't answered on the website, you know, it's merchconference.com. Like you said, the links are, are below. Um, you know, reach out, answer a question. You guys, you know, you guys have been before. It's going to be very similar to last year, just with uh, you know, some different speakers. Uh, so you guys can answer questions if they'd rather get the feedback from you guys from, from being there before. And, you know, I, I just want people to, to be happy, to understand, uh, you know, what the event's all about. And it's, I say it, it is, we're going to over-deliver and it's, and it's underpriced. And by the time we do next year, people might be like, I wish I went last year. Last year was the steal. Last year was the yeah. bang for the buck conference yeah. of all time. Yeah, but, the, guy you, the guy you added for the third day uh, yesterday, I think it was yesterday you announced it, uh, is the person I'm actually most interested in. Well, he's going to, we actually changed some things around just today. He's going to be speaking on the first day. Okay. Because of his yeah. schedule. Yeah, he had gotcha. some commitments. So he'll be there on the first day. So nobody will miss him. Um, they're probably going to host a, uh, like a cocktail suite, which I'll make sure that you, you get into. Um, you know, so you have, you know, you can probably get five, 10 minutes one-on-one -on -one with right. him to, to talk about what some of the stuff that he does. 
Um, like you can't, you literally can't buy that. Yeah, you know hundred I mean? percent. Yeah, no. <laughs> you watch your sizzle reel. You're like, how do I get in front of that guy? You don't. You literally yeah. don't, unless yeah. you are a, a million billion dollar brand. Not a million billion, but like probably a hundred million dollar company. Uh, if you're smaller than that, he's probably not going to talk to you, unless you come to this conference. This is like the. I should position it that way. You want to talk to this guy? Five hundred bucks is the cheapest you will ever get to talk to this guy. Yeah. Uh, but I guess I, I can't force people to to attend. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they're going to regret it if they don't come. He does it's all kinds of crazy brands too, right? Like he like helped out a lot of brands. Yeah, brands like I don't know J Lo, Nicki Minaj, Adam Levine. Uh, Damon John, Fubu. I don't, I don't know if anybody's heard of any of these brands. No, I looked at it. I was like, "What the hell? How did Chris do this?" <laughs> I don't know. Gross, like, that's badass. Things, Good job, dude. Maybe we should we should end on this because this is kind of what what's happened is things have. I feel things have literally fallen into my lap, but I am aware that by putting myself out there and trying to help people for literally over a decade. Uh, mm-hmm. By having the thick skin, where, where you know when I do take criticism for something that I do, and most of the times I take criticism for trying new things. You know, I'll try to do something new, and I'll be like, "Ah, that didn't work. I'm not going to do that anymore." You know, it's not about the thing; it's that I tried something new, so I don't feel bad about trying something. Um, but I put myself in a position for these things to happen. Doesn't mean they're going to happen, but I put myself out there so that when something like this could happen, I'm the guy they look to. You know, and right now, like, if someone's looking for a, a, a mer- merch by Amazon YouTube star, they're going to find you guys. They're not going to find me because I'm not a I'm not the YouTube merch by Amazon guy. So you guys are positioning yourselves. So if someone comes along wanting to make a, a TLC or Discovery Channel a TV show about people who are doing print on demand, guess what? They're going to find you guys, right? They're going to find someone else who is doing well with YouTube, right? If someone wants to do a flipping show, they're going to find Reezy or Rally Roots or, or, or one of those guys that's really using YouTube if that's where they search. You put yourself in the position to be lucky. And you can you can do that. You can be strategic about it. Doesn't mean it's gonna happen. Right. But if you don't put out YouTube content, you certainly are not gonna <laughs> no one's gonna find you because you, you stay at home and you're the most knowledgeable person on flipping on eBay. No, you gotta put yourself out there. A lot of people go to YouTube because they want to see what you do on video. They want to see your personality, they want to see what you look like. Going to YouTube is a great place where people find new television talent for different shows they want to pilot on Netflix or Amazon Video or, or on or regular television. Uh, you can you can position yourself to get lucky, and I, I and I feel that's kind of what I've done accidentally. I certainly do it didn't do it intentionally, mm-hmm. but I'm aware that I, by being so, you know, front and center and exposing myself as as much as possible, so that people can see this this is what I do, this is who I am. Then when people do come in, they find me, and then they want to connect with me and, and do things, and, and stuff falls into place. So it's not something that I I can force or, or make happen, uh, but it's certainly something that that ends up happening. Okay, well, so we're, we're, I guess we're going to live off right there, guys. Um, is that it, Matt? You good? Yeah, I mean, I think, that, you know, that's a good place to stop. Like, yeah. put yourself in a position for good things to happen, right? Like, just that's that's the way you should look at life. Like, say say yes more often. Yeah. yeah. There's no so, downside. Think of every decision. Think of it. What's the potential upside? What's the potential downside? And the potential yep. downside is like someone says no. But the potential upside mm-hmm. is like maybe I get a great connection. Then start following those leads, um, and most of the time the potential upside is going to vastly outweigh. Any Take more risk. Risks. Take more risks. Basically, yeah. I think risks bring reward, dude. Hard work uh-huh. doesn't work. If hard work rewarded people, people who who do construction and dig ditches for a living would be millionaires. Yep. And that's, that's nothing against people who put in that hard work, but that hard work alone is not going to take you to certain levels of success. You know, that's just the way it is. You've got to take risks. You've, you've got to try new things. You've got to 
you know, leverage and add different things to your, to what you're doing. Um, you know, the, the proof is in the fact that you can dig ditches your whole life and you're not going to be a millionaire. Promise. 100%. 100%. Okay. All right, Thank you, Chris. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Chris, for coming out. Appreciate it. Yep. Thank right. you, guys. Thanks, chat room. Uh, appreciate you. Conference. conference down below. The link is in the description. Um, you guys have any questions, go ahead and feel free to message me, Chris, or Matt. And, yeah, thank you guys. and literally we have the best audience out of anybody in merch. Like you guys are awesome. So appreciate it. That you guys want to take some time out of your Friday, to spend time with us. Have a good night, everyone. Be safe. We're going to go have tacos. <laughs>